Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fine Fitness Podcast. So this one is going to be short, and I know it is, I just know the subject matter. And you'll have seen it in the title already, and essentially it is the three things I've learned during my time doing two photo shoots in less than 12 months. So I'm going to preface this saying my opinions on what the concepts of photo shoots I thought they were compared to what I think about them now. So if anyone knows me from... 2019, 2020. Um, I won't massively overweight at this point. I had quite a lot of weight loss already, but I was still quite quite big for given the job title. And that's fine. That's fine. But whenever I saw past trainers in like insane shape, I'm not saying I am in insane shape. I'm in good shape right now. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not in insane shape. And from what I've learned, even though it's not one of the things, I'll never be in insane shape. Um, but when I saw PTs taking pictures of the food all the time, basically being like super, super on it, I'd kind of snigger, kind of laugh. I, I found joy and in a weird sort of sad way, like I thought I was better than other PTs because I was the chubby PT. I was relatable. And looking back on that now, it was purely from insecurities. Of course it was because... Not only did these people have more experience than me at the time, but they're in better shape than me. They're always posting their own stuff. They're always taking pictures topless. Granted, I'm not. I'm. I'm I do take pictures of top myself topless for progress pictures and stuff now, or like when I'm doing like a jokey reel and stuff. But the main ninety-nine percent of posts, I am wearing clothing. Uh, I'd. I would never be that PT. Like my profile picture would never be, like on the business page, a topless photo of me. That's never been me, and it never will be me. I've learned this now at least, but I used to like laugh at PTs in really good shape or control their nutrition. Or I used to have this opinion of like, oh, you can't you can't manage your clients if you're uh, if you're doing a photo shoot or doing bodybuilding show, this or that and the other. Granted, I still think bodybuilding shows are fucking weird, by the way, but just the whole concept of them. But the the prep for it, I respect and I can see why you do it. I think the, the day is weird. You but yeah, that's another story for another day. Um I guess it's like a photo shoot times a thousand, and it it's on steroids, literally. Um, but yeah, like my opinions of photo shoots, I thought they're a bit weird, a bit creepy to be honest, a bit odd, a bit pointless. And then I'll go into the reasons why I did a photo shoot last year, and why I've done another one this year as well. First, so my coach Jake, uh, it wasn't why I I came on with him, but he's always been big on photo shoots. And he had a group of guys last year who needed a empty open gym to do their own shooting last November. So I was like, all right, yeah, you can use my facility, that's fine. Because uh, he's an online coach, so he could have gone anywhere. And um, it was, what, 12 weeks in? And I was like, a bit weird, this sort of photo shoot prep thing, isn't it? Like, just seeing it. Uh, it was just like what I thought was just super, super, super disciplined at an insane level. I just didn't see the point. I thought it was unhealthy for your clients. And it can get like that, don't worry. Like, I do still believe that, but I just saw it and kind of sort of, yeah. And then time went on. Obviously, this was at the start of owning the gym. And I was stressed. I was fucked. I was putting a lot of weight back on due to the stress of this place. Because I just didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I ended up putting on, like, just about, about 6kg in about three months. And... Because of my previous injuries and stuff, I'm never going to be able to 
to lift what I used to be able to lift, and nor am I the size that I used to be. So I won't be able to lift one. So like for me, strength-based PBs have never really been the one because when you used to be 18 stern and you're looking at videos of yourself doing a 210 kg deadlift compared to, fuck me, it's it, it's difficult for me to get to 175, 180s now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to compare. So, like, any numbers I see now, I could have, like, a lightweight PB. It just doesn't feel the same. So, for someone to tell me to, for me to get on it and be on my shit in terms of, like, tracking and being on it and training and stuff, a, a strength PB would never be the one for me purely because I, I compare myself to my previous self. So, I thought, right, that's not going to be the one. Could I do, like, a 10K or, like, a, like a marathon? I could, but it's not something I really enjoy or love. Sounds like right, Jake. What 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 goals have you got for me? Almost, I'm a shit client, by the way. And he was like, "Well, we're three weeks into this. Uh, sorry, four weeks into this this twelve week program. I've got with my guys at York coming to your gym. You're going to be there on the day, anyways, to sort of oversee and unlock the place. Why don't you do the photo shoot as well?" So I thought about it. Well, I didn't think. I said, "Fuck off straight away." And I was like, "I don't really want to do it. I think it's a bit weird, a bit creepy." Um, and then the more I thought about it, I had another check-in, more weight put on, more stresses, more reasons not to train. And I thought, you know what, you've convinced me, Jake. I'll do it. And um, yeah, so I did six weeks last year. And I, I I got into good shape. I don't even know how much I gained or lost or anything like that, but I saw muscles I've never seen in my life. And... I'll always remember now looking at the the first like the the picture of me on the, the photographer's camera, like the screen of it. And I'm like, fuck, that's me. And I'll never forget that. And I got it just then. But the six weeks leading up to that, I I didn't find the process that hard. In fact, it was a it was it, it's like a trade-off. So I need to be careful what I say because when I say giving up, I don't feel like I gave up anything at all, but it is a trade-off in general, like well, being relatively disciplined with your nutrition or your food. So that's that's this side here. Like or or like forgiving giving in. Or being unhappy with yourself. And that's how I was in this camp here. So I'm like, could I give it my A game and actually feel confident for the first time in fucking life? Yeah, I could. So why not do that? And that was that's the ultimate the choice that I chose in the end. And it and it worked well for me. And it pulled off, luckily for me. Um, and I'm sure other people would feel the same. So I just think out of the two of them, if there's one that I'm going to go towards to the other, being confident, you can't fucking put a price on that. You just can't. And I've never been confident in my skin ever, ever in my life. And I know I put on a persona online and stuff like that, but I mean, I've got to put a show on for sessions as well, but... I'm not really. I'm still even today. I'm not really a confident person, but I'm far more confident than I was, and that's from doing this sort of process as well. So then, push came to shove. Obviously, I did it. My clients saw me going through the process. A lot of them were interested in it. I said, "All right, let's schedule this in for next year." And then I thought back over Christmas. I'm like, "Hang on, what would be a best way for me to be able to do it properly?" Because last time I had six weeks, and I kind of half-assed it. I was like, "Right, okay, I'm going to spend in, in March, April." What if we do a shoot in the summer? So, lo and behold, I, I am um, I'm my my length's been about eighteen weeks. Process it's been a long because obviously I wanted to get into good shape for Spain, and I, I did do that, and I was in better shape in Spain than I am now. 
She's rather strange given that we've got a photo shoot in four weeks. But but yeah, so my this is gonna be just my experience of the of the 18 weeks. And I'm not gonna lie, I fucking loved it. And my biggest perception change I'll go into straight away, and that is the considered norms in societal norms and nutrition and, and um of diets and stuff, and it's it's fucking terrible. Like it seems to be in society, in a normal society, you can either have eat what you want and you'll lose weight, as people keep saying. I know it's in my bio, but I practice what I preach, and I know what I mean when I say that. So you got eat what you want, zero consequences, feel shit, look shit, hate yourself, but at least you got the takeaway the weekends. That's 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 camp number one. Or cotton number, number two is this fucking, I will track every milligram for the rest of my life and I will make myself sick and I will not have a takeaway. It just seems like there's just two sides. Then you get the fake PT side in the middle. A lot of PTs claim you can have both. You can to some extent. I'll talk about that in a second, but it was just the societal norms of extremes of both ends. So... If someone is doing a, a prep for a photo shoot or if they're looking after their nutrition, it's always nutrition, it's everything, anything else. Family and friends will always say, oh, you're being a bit obsessive. You're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's just too much. Oh, Samantha, you're being too fucking obsessed with your food. So Samantha's been obsessed with the food, yeah? But you banging in a takeaway every fucking Saturday night, that's not being obsessed with takeaways, is it? or just having zero consequences to your actions with your food every single day. Just following just following your dopamine and your impulses without thinking. That That's the norm, is it? Because that's what it is at the moment. Like, you're meant to be a bad person if you, if you want to look after yourself and your nutrition. And if you just look at what's readily available in terms of information, in terms of food pricing and stuff like that, and pricing, it's not, actually, it's... I need to stop myself saying that there. It's cheaper to eat healthy. Let's just put that out there. Anyways, uh, I don't know what I was going to say to that, but it's just easier in general society. People will say less shit if I had a McDonald's at work in an office than I would if I brought in a sort of tuna with some noodles or some stir fry or some sort of chicken and sweet potatoes. You'll get more comments eating the fucking chicken than you would having a McDonald's every day. So that's one thing I did know about, but it's been times 10 recently. It's these two camps of extremes. So you can either, you're obsessed or you're not obsessed because you're having takeaways every weekend. Like that's, it's something that I've seen constantly over the last sort of 18 weeks. It's this me being told, or and it comes out of care, but sometimes it doesn't. I think sometimes it comes out of people being spiteful that you're willing to improve yourself whilst they're not as well. So that's my first thing there. It's it's societal norms of what's bad or what's obsessive. It's, it's You're a freak if you eat healthy or even relatively healthy. For you to drink three litres of water a day, you're like, can you, why are you not having a coffee every time you, you, you get off off your desk, Sarah? Do you know what I mean? Like societal norms, it's just, it's the norm to have a takeaway every weekend you need to drink on a night. You need to doom scrolling on Instagram all night. All these things are the norm. And when you don't do that, you're you're selfish. You're out of reach with people, and you're obsessed with your nutrition. And that's what a big thing I've taken away from it. So the first takeaway is like, do you like you fucking do you? If you want to look good for a photo shoot, then you do that. It doesn't have to be for a photo shoot. But 
you will get commented on just by looking after your nutrition. Will that be by your family? Will that be co-workers? It's just, for some reason, it's massive news whenever you look after your nutrition. I don't know why it is. It, that's just how it is. It's just the norm to, to not be caring with your nutrition. That's number one. Number two is, is, is understanding the body. And in particular, it's going to be a two types of hunger I'm going to speak about here. So it's physical hunger versus mental hunger. So these two are real, two real things. I've definitely talked about them in the Emotional Eating podcast as well. So you've got Emotional Eating, which is derived from your brain. It's based on dopamine, cravings, and energy, like your own energy or perception of your own energy, that is. Because if you told yourself you're tired all day, guess what? You'd be fucking tired. Um, by the way, I'm recording this two days after doing a the Yorkshire Free Picks on three hours sleep. I did not tell myself I was tired on yesterday, and I did everything I did. Granted, I didn't feel amazing, but I ignored it. I'm not saying you could do that every day, but I'm just saying tiredness can be. It isn't always. It can be a state of mind. Can be. Don't start fucking quoting on me on that one. But no, so hunger, mental hunger comes from that. Also comes from stress as well. Physical, physical hunger is based, it's fucking obvious me saying this, but based in your stomach. So that is where you are literally being starved nutritionally for food. This, your brain, I realize this podcast, your brain, the hunger in your brain is not connected to the hunger in your stomach. Your brain wants the sugar and the cravings your stomach wants nutrients. They want different things. So if you listen to one more than the other, even just listen to physical hunger too much, you will always become like an animal and look at food as fuel only. And that's not healthy either. But you can pause and stop and delay mental hunger. You cannot pause, delay, or prevent physical hunger. And I say this because, not that I've said no to many foods, because I haven't, I've made that very clear. Uh, I had burger and chips last week, I had a steak at TGI's the other week, I had burger in Glasgow, I got fucking pissed in Glasgow. Like, over the last eight weeks, I've gone out quite a few times, actually. Not all the time, but I've been controlled. So, you can say no to things in your brain. After a while, after a bit of push, we'll give in. Um... And that is purely from dopamine and sugar rushes. So if you do, if your brain, your brain's a child. So if I was listening to or watched or read The Chimp Paradox, your brain's three, got three parts. And in the book, it nicknames these three parts as the monkey, which is the feelings, the computer, which is the function, and you. So you, your personality and traits and stuff like that. Your personality and your traits and stuff bleed quite well into your chimp, but also your computer. But your computer does not, compute with your chimp. The U is kind of a a middle point. Say there's three houses in a row. The U is in the middle. You've got your chimp on one side to, 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 to sort of look after and you've got your computer. And you need to do both. And um, you can say no to your chimp. So these sugar, like, your chimp just wants sugar, it wants attention. And if you look at it like this, if you make it like a physical person, like, no, you're not allowed it. Obviously, with a, ch a child, you can really say no to it, and that, that comes into, and I don't want to go to it too much today about emotional hunger and physical hunger as a podcast, but I've just learned, basically, you can say no. So if you pause before eating things, if you track ahead of time what you are going to eat, make sure you've got some sweet things in there. People start going on diets and having fucking tuna salads and having dry shit and stuff. 
plan any sugary snacks. Because the dopamine you get from them, because they were planned, isn't as high, but you're also having less of less of them. So you're actually slowly weaning your your chimp, your your brain, your physical hunger, so your mental hunger, sorry, off sugar as well. And it's typically sugar, sugar or salt, it's extremes. And I've I've learned over this time that you can really sort of say no to this to a point where I can even feel I'd fan I'd like to I'd fancy a donut, yeah. I would right now. I fucking love a donut. Um, but don't really want one. Don't want one. If I had one, I'd probably want one tomorrow as well. And again, and again, and again, and again. Uh, my coach, my business coach, actually put this into a nice sort of way because uh, he he always looks after us all and he's seen me drop loads of weight in the three years I've known him. But he said, this, is this room right now? Because he's like, you're four weeks away from your prep. He was like, because he's seen coaches do preps and been fucking starving and stuff like that. He was like, can we have these? Because there's like donuts on the table all day. Didn't, didn't look twice at them. He's like, is that all right? Are they all right in front of you? And I said, yeah, they're fine. And that was his tell of saying, yeah, you are in control of it. Even in my PT, and he could tell that's how it works. He used to be a PT, granted, but still. And I learned when he said that, I'm like, yeah, shit, I've got a good control of this, haven't I? So there's, there's physical hunger over here. There's mental hunger. You can say no to mental hunger. It takes time. It takes a lot of work. But over the last sort of weeks of doing this process, I have I have learned it. I'm mastering it. Doesn't mean I'll perfect it because stress happens, emotions happen, and sometimes we'll want to eat something. That's fine. But I've learned to control it. And that's a superpower that anyone should have and could have and make things so much easier. So that's point number two is physical hunger and how to control it. Uh, sorry, mental hunger. Physical hunger, you've got to give into it. But you've got to, when I'm saying that, You've got to understand what your physical hunger is because no physical hunger is ever, ever, ever craving shite and sugar and starches. I shouldn't say shite. I don't want to demonize foods. I'm careful what I say because you'll say one quote and you'll run with it. But in general, you, you, your physical hunger will not crave sugar. It just won't. It'll crave simple sugars, carbohydrates, but it won't crave anything particular. It just wants feeding. It just wants satiating. Just wants stomach. He wants something in the stomach. That's all it wants. So when you hear that and feel that, you can feel that one there. You can hear the fucker sometimes. That is physical hunger. You do need to give into physical hunger. If you give into physical hunger every time, but not your mental hunger, nine times out of ten, if you didn't want to track calories, you'd probably be nailing calories if you were tracking them as well. Because you're not giving into impulses. You're giving into your body. They are two different things. People seem to get that fucking wrong around. Going, oh, I know what my body wants. No, you know what your brain wants. Your brain wants a fucking Krispy Kreme, mate. Do you know what I mean? So listen to it properly. And number three is despite the heavily reduced calories, is my energy going up? So despite me having, as always, five to four hours sleep a day, um, when I'm tracking, when I'm on my nutrition, my energy's higher. I don't know the exact reason why it just is, but I will give you what I feel is the reason. So when I'm tracking all of my stuff, so when I'm tracking my numbers, when I'm tracking my lifts in here, when I'm tracking my nutrition, when I'm planning ahead with my nutrition, once I'm planning when I'm going to bed, I, I do a lot of planning and that's considered freaky to do that. Again, that was what, what was on about earlier with uh, societal norms, but when I'm controlling more, I'm making tomorrow easier. If I'm making tomorrow easier, I'm more energized because I'm not overthinking things as well. I know what I'm eating this Thursday. Call it weird, call it whatever you want. 
But because of that, I'm not worrying when I'm going to shop on Thursday for my food shop. I'm not worrying about what to buy. I heard you not buying. And it's these little decisions across the day that add up of why I'm feeling more energy. On top of that, I'm just in more control of my life right now because of my calories. Because I'm not filling myself up with too much sugar. Granted, I've got sugary things on this desk right now. This cordial's not exactly zero sugar. It's actually quite a sugary cordial, in fact. But because I'm not giving myself, giving into edges and things like that, and because a lot of my foods are typically my main nutrients, my carbs, my fats, and my protein, my energy's not being spent. I'm in control. I'm actually having vegetables. I don't love veg, by the way. Um, but I cover. I, I do use quite a lot of sauces, cooking sprays, and stuff like that. Like there's ways around it, seasoning and stuff like that. Like you can have like garlic and stuff like actual seasoning, not just salt. You don't have chicken, bland chicken, guys. You'll fucking work very far in life. But yeah, so like by be by being in control of my nutrients, my my macros, my water intake, even my caffeine. I do still have a lot of caffeine because I feel like I need it in general. But I'm in control of it. I know when I'm having my next coffee or monster or whatever. I'm in control of it. I know when I'm going to have it, essentially, is what I'm saying with that. I'm in full control. And that's, like, the three sort of main things in, like that I've learned from my photo shoot, like, this such long process. Essentially, once I've finished my photo shoot this time around, because I did one in November, and this one's in June, and because I had my little mini prep before Spain, I've essentially been in calorie deficit and control of my nutrition pretty non-stop since October last year. I'm fine with that. But it doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to, to 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 giving it a bit of a relax from sort of not even June onwards because the refeed's going to be important. We need to be tracking calories afterwards. So that's that'd be another thing for another day to talk about. If you've gone on a very sort of strict binge of tracking low calories, you're going to need to track them still when you're going back up. Otherwise, you will crash and you will fuck up your refeed and stuff like that. So probably like July, August, I will be eating more. Don't get me wrong. People seem to think tracking calories equals eating less. It doesn't. But I can't wait to, to track a lot less in the back end of this year. i do it for me, though, out of habit. Again, as I mentioned, control and energy earlier. So, yeah, so being more in control of my nutrition is giving me just so much less headaches each day. Understanding that people are going to fucking bitch and murm whatever I eat for some reason. Like, understanding how to manage that has been a big fucking blessing in disguise. And understanding my physical hunger, my emotional hunger. Those are the three superpowers that I've learned over this process. So even if you weren't doing a photo shoot, imagine having those three superpowers in your back pocket. So these three superpowers, just to confirm, are understanding physical and emotional hunger, understanding people will have a massive problem with your nutrition no matter what for some weird reason, and it's normal for you to eat shit and takeaways every single weekend. I love a takeaway, don't get me wrong, but every weekend. So you will get the piss taken out of you for looking after your nutrition. And the last one is... The more of control I am of my calories, not necessarily deficit, the more control of my life and the more energy I have. So they're like your three things that I personally have learned over this process. I'm hoping to, if they're going to hear this now, if they listen to this, I would love to get a podcast with the guys that are doing this process and see what their three things are at the end of this all as well. So yeah, that has been another episode of the Fine Fitness Podcast. Just wanted to talk about my three things that I've learned over this period.